0: welcome to sons of a gun a podcast about the dc movie tv and comic book universe my name is alex gunn my name is justin gunn i'm pete also, last name Gunn. And for legal reasons, we can't say who our father is. But yeah, it's, let's just say
1: let's just say we know what's going on. Pew, yes. pew, bang, bang. Yes, Go we on. are identical triplets who love
0: the DC universe. And we're very excited to be talking about it, particularly as a completely unrelated guy named James Gunn and Peter Safran have taken over the DC movie and films. But to take a big step back before we get into any of that, a little bit of background about us. If this is the first time you're listening to one of our podcasts, we've actually been doing podcasts for over 15 years now. Oh. We have done a live show where we interview comic book artists and writers every week called Comic Book Club. It's streamed live to a bunch of different platforms, including YouTube and Facebook. And we've rolled out a bunch of other podcasts off of that. Some of those are comic book podcasts. We do a, The Stack Review podcast where we review tons of DC comics, as well as Marvel yeah. comics as well. Don't want to downplay that. Uh, and we actually do have a Marvel podcast called Marvel Vision, where we've been talking about the revamped MCU ever since WandaVision first premiered on Disney Plus. And now with this new start here, we're trying to get into the same thing. Um, we have done a couple of DC podcasts, right? Though we've done that's right,
1: Krypton, famously
0: after Krypton. Yeah, you can check that out. Doom we Patrol. all agreed and loved it. And right, Pete. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Doom fans. Patrol. We did Doom Patrol. Mm, still yes,
0: the doing Doom rune. Yeah, we're still doing it. uh At least another six episodes. We'll see what happens. I guess after that, and, you know, with it being canceled and all. We also did Watchmen. <laughs> Watch a podcast about ah, HBO's Watchmen, ah, so as well good. as diving into the comic books there and Sweet Tooth, which is a of course. Vertigo oh, yeah. comic. Book. We did a, a podcast called Candyman. We tried candy. And also talked about Sweet Tooth and did some fun My interviews My favorite there. of all the podcasts. So you can check out that and many more podcasts for uh, from us at comicbookclublive.com. But this is going to be the place where we talk about the DC stuff going forward. Yeah. So on this podcast, other than that little intro about ourselves, I figure what we could do is we could talk about this new rejuvenated, hopefully, DC Cinematic universe, and then run down some of the stuff that's coming up. I don't like please. your
2: attitude already with the rejuvenate. They've had. You know, the Batman, you've been talking about how great the Batman is for months. Now, all of a sudden, Batman. it's like, oh, you're not going to count that? I love that? the Batman. The Batman well, then, is don't the give best the
0: rejuvenated. cinematic r- representation of Batman on screen. But that Robert Pattinson, he's getting old. You know, that's oh what I'm going to. Who are you? When yeah. I say rejuvenated, he's basically an old man at this point. And, uh, we I'm need a cool younger team. Batman. Um, that's <laughs> what everybody... We either need a younger
1: or a much older Batman. I think we right. can all agree on that.
0: Well, we're definitely going to talk about which one we're going to be getting in a little bit. So as mentioned, and as folks probably know, James Gunn, who directed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, as well as the Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker TV series, or at least directed a couple of episodes and wrote that. Did you say it's magnificent, Pete? Is that what you threw out there? Peacemaker. It was a lot. It was really great. Great show. Super fun. He has been promoted to the creative head of DC Studios. He's been working with a small writing team that includes Tom King, one of our favorite comic book writers, and a couple of other folks who crafted a story that is called Chapter One, Gods and Monsters. They have a 10-year story that they're hoping to tell over, I believe, two movies and two TV shows a year. But before we get that we got to get through the vestigial tale of the previous DC <laughs> universe. Well, Go, but it's not to
1: say, so, I mean, that's just to talk about what you've said for a second there. Yeah. James Gunn, you're elevating a creative, a sort of uh, in the moment, popular creative force oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. in comic in book the movies. Moment,
2: no, it's been a long. I mean that positively, like of, it's a positive,
1: okay. a positive comment. He's, he's very much sought after. He's, It's strange to elevate someone who is such a hot director and hot uh, writer and creator right now to a studio exec position. Um, So it's it's a strange choice in a good way. And I think it's going to reprioritize a lot of things. But as Alex is saying, we have these movies that were already being made before he and Peter Saffron took over. Uh, So that's interesting. I'm curious. Let's talk about them. And I wonder how much of a hand they've had in these movies, if any, as they're uh, getting them ready to come out.
2: But I think, though, that DC has done that. I, I mean, if you look at, like, Jim Lee and what he, you know, uh, where he started to what he's doing now is, uh, you know, the DC's kind of famous for taking talent and elevating it. Um, you know, maybe not you know, you might be great at something else, but also like, oh, let's see what else you can do, pushing boundaries, trying different things. So I think there is an excitement to this move. It might seem a little crazy, but it's also kind of exciting to see what can happen.
1: It's very exciting. I mean, one of the things that he said, uh, right, what James Gunn said right when he took over was he wants to have finished scripts before they start shooting, which I know. Sounds crazy what? from a filmmaking <laughs> perspective, uh, but that is actually sort of an uh, an innovation, a step back to what storytelling uh, used to be. Is before. that like
2: a shot of John Favreau and all of his? Uh, no, that's literally a impact. shot at all of Hollywood, is what Justin yeah. is saying. Oh, exactly.
1: Wow.
0: Hollywood movies are just rocketing towards the finish line. They, the scriptwriter is the lowest on the totem pole. They're writing on the fly, and I don't think James Gunn is like. No words will change on set. That's not what he's yeah. saying here. But he's literally saying story comes first. Idea comes first. got to get that first, and then we can actually go to the shooting stage. And I think that comes down to what we're bouncing around here a little bit, is he is a creative first. And that's something, no shade, but that is not something that the DC movies have necessarily had up to this point. It's been very executive driven in terms of we're doing this plan. This is what we're doing. We're pushing this forward. Now let's bring some people out to actually figure out what the story is. So the good news here is that James Gunn and Peter Safran work very well together, apparently. And Peter Safran (laughs) is the guy who's taking care of the business while James Gunn is able to talk to the creative people, figure out the stories, work on the casting, all of these other things. Uh, And it's a really good division of labor, I think. So Justin, I believe you brought up how much of a hand they've had in this movies. And the other thing that's been going on here is James Gunn has been very open and transparent about his process to yeah. chatty on Twitter is dad. How does he have time? <laughs> how yeah. does he have time to do all these tweets? I don't get it, but we do have these movies that are coming out first.
2: So just to read, through. I hope he has somebody um, else doing the tweets. You know what you mean? Oh, I, so. oh, I mean? Oh, I don't think so. Oh man. I mean, I'm worried because it's like, he should be doing so much. If he's there's on a, Twitter,
1: there's a lot of downtime in between meetings. You're in a car, fire off a couple tweets. I don't okay. think it's as time-consuming as it seems. It's just most people in his position would never be that open and well, available on Twitter.
0: How long does it take to write a tweet? Like uh, half an hour, 45 three minutes, hours. something like that? Three hours. The way, yeah.
1: I, the way I do it, it's like three, four hours because I <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. really I mean, craft I mean, it. Oh, it's
2: better to be <sighs>
0: Every letter's got to be just the right. Why don't we talk about these movies? So the first one coming out very soon is Shabzam Fury of the Gods on March 17th. What James Gunn has said about that one is they didn't need to change anything. It's always sort of sat by the side. No notes. Had, He's no, like, notes. Oh, no, no I mean, the first announced. movie had some shouts out to Batman and Superman. It certainly kind of seemed like Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. But spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie, they don't show up in that movie. They're not there. So you yeah. can pretty easily put that into something else if you want to. The Flash coming out June 16th, that seems to be like the big one that is yeah. wrapping up the previous DC extended universe and then kicking it into here. James Gunn is said- Flashpoint. You know, uh, it's Flashpoint.
2: He Which, has depending said, on who you ask, is either a great event or a really shitty one. Yes. Well, what did you think? Because we are comic book readers, Pete, so what did you think of Flashpoint? I've never liked Flashpoint. I've always felt like it was like- a weird thing that only lasts for a little bit and then gets undone so like why go through all the you just described almost every comic
1: published. Yeah. Uh, honestly almost every event in life really yeah oh, wow. it's a weird okay. thing that gets undone well i think to say what flashpoint is if you haven't read the comic it's um the flash goes back in time right. to stop his uh, mother's death if you run and fast
2: enough you can go back in time of course
1: that is if something you just that happens gotta, uh, run in flash faster
2: Yeah. I'm pretty close, by the
0: way. I know you guys have been following my training, and I'm getting very fast.
1: Honestly, you look at least one minute younger when you finish running, Alex. So the the years are just going to drop off. But he goes back, messes up the timeline, and um, that gives them the sort of uh, ability to change the continuity of, in the comic book world, a ton of stuff. And here in the DC universe, perhaps um, the movie continuity as well.
0: And James Gunn has said, uh, just to interrupt real quick, James Gunn has called this one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, which is high praise. And I almost feel like it's a little crazy to be like, dude, you don't have any movies or TV shows coming for a while. Why are you staking your reputation on
2: this? But we'll see. Also, it's like from a kind of like person who... It's maybe like a DC fan or whatever, like this whole, the the star got into trouble. So now you're like, oh, do I feel weird about going to see it? But then they're like, oh, Michael Keaton is fucking Batman. And now you're kind of like, oh, now I got to go see it. I mean, I don't really have a choice, but it kind of feels weird to. Uh, it's, it's really a torn position to be in. Because normally you'd just like to be able to go to the movie and you know enjoy it, but there's a lot of extra baggage with this. Well, I do feel like doing a DC podcast now. We've kind of locked ourselves into seeing it, yeah. So you probably will
1: see this movie.
0: Has been taken away from us. Well, but, uh, and even let me with say this one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin.
1: I was gonna say there's been so much positive hype on it. To your point, Alex, like James Scott doesn't have to hype this movie that hard. Like the, what he did with excuse me with Shazam, I thought was he was like this movie didn't need to be touched. I'm not touching this movie. So he sort of like says, this movie's coming out. I didn't do a lot here. So he uh, is being supportive while taking ownership out of it. But The Flash, I feel like he has thrown his weight behind and said, mm-hmm. see this movie. This movie is the best of the best. So that'll be an interesting uh, thing to observe when it comes out, how it does and how good it is. Just And there's also been
0: a lot of conflicting reports and rumors about things that may or may not have changed, particularly in terms of the ending. Apparently, there's. Some cameos of some sort of Bat Bad. There's a lot of Batmans out there in the universe, Batman's. so I guess we'll see what actually ends up on the screen. The next
2: one, you think, which we know, wait, do yeah. you think we're going to see George Clooney? Why, why, why? That feels like the <laughs>
1: least likely. Well, maybe Val is probably the least likely, but I think yes. George is the second least yeah. likely. But Arnold Schwarzenegger will be there saying, "Oh, nice you to think see. so?" 100% yes. Mr. Ice Freeze to, ice oh. to
2: meet you. let's kick some ice how about Jim Carrey you think we'll get Jim Carrey uh, yeah they're all coming back all of
0: those characters specifically why don't we move on because there's a lot of stuff to talk mm-hmm. through the next movie out on August 18th is Blue Beetle this is another one. First of all we don't know anything about this movie at this point we haven't seen any footage any looks at it or anything like that but James Gunn said that yeah this very much like Shazam sits on the side isn't affected by anything so presumably if it does well They'll keep with this Blue Beetle going forward, and the last one, which we not to not to throw Pete here. What
2: I'm regardless of the fact that I don't know anything about the the fact that we're getting a Blue Beetle movie is awesome. I'm very excited about it. Like uh, one, the comic is done right; it's an amazing character and very enjoyable. So I'm I'm very nervously excited for this movie and, well, uh, and this is a get's... character
0: for anybody who doesn't know named Jaime Reyes who Justin you've
2: called multiple times the Spider-Man of
0: he's the, the DC Spider-Man
1: Universe. of the DC Universe and I think this movie has the potential if it's good to to occupy that role in the in the movie space as well but this one the fact that it's being so held uh, held so close to the vest makes me worried a little bit about um its quality
0: Nah. I guess we'll see what happens with that one. And the last of the old guard is Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, coming out come on! Come
1: on!
0: There have been, and again, rumory, so we don't know, but a lot of troubling reports about it in terms of the movie not being very good at test screenings, making changes and it getting somehow even worse at test screenings. Again, wow. very rumory. Who knows? I haven't seen a test screening. I haven't seen it, but it's that make a it little that troubling. Much
2: better when it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, and here's and the also, thing.
2: Oh, go ahead, Justin.
1: Please. I was sorry. I was just going to say uh, the I did not enjoy the first Aquaman. I thought it was like really confusing and sort of all over the place. But this movie, that movie, crushed at the box office. <laughs> like, was a huge uh, yep. win. So, I, I this may be. I mean, but. That was back when superhero movies were sort of uh, untouchable at the box office, and as we've seen over on the Marvel side of things, that there is some um, cracks in the facade. So we'll see if this movie can pop, even with its problems.
0: So there's that. That's the old guard. That's the stuff that is already made, already coming out, and then we are finally moving into Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. There's a lot of stuff going on here, and not a lot that we know about it, but it's split into two things. There's the chapter one, gods and monsters. And then there's a couple of things that are being categorized as elseworlds, things that take place outside this main DC continuity. So James Gunn is very careful to say, we may not do all of these projects at the end of the day. We may do some different projects. We have other things we're working on that we haven't talked about right now. So this isn't in order, the slate that they're going to be released or anything. Just, this is just the stuff they've talked about. The one that seems farthest along though, surprisingly is an animated series called creature commandos, that presumably is going to come out on HBO Max.
1: Seems if You had
2: me at animated. Really? <laughs> animated oh. DC project? Uh, yes, please. All
1: right. Because of your love of Harley Quinn. Uh,
2: that and Batman the Animated Series. Nice. There go.
1: Well, this one's interesting. It does it does feel like this one. James Gunn really loves this. He's worked on he works on this show and is a creative force in the details of the show, which is cool. The interesting thing about this is they wanna have voice actors who are also will be available to play live action versions of these same characters, which seems like if this is their first swing, that's a wild swing for two reasons: a, it's hard to find a voice actor who's a good at that, but also great on screen presence; and b, to say Kevin like, this Conroy would have been amazing, dude. But again, he's an amazing voice actor, but yeah. not didn't do a lot of on camera acting because. But I think he the, was a classically trained actor, hundred percent, no doubt. So the stage would have killed it. I look forward to the Creature Commando stage play that will inevitably uh, come out. Here's, the here's sec- my the sem- second. Oh, yeah. The second go thing ahead, I was going to say is to launch with an animated show as your first thing with the potential to turn it into live action feels like a strange also first step out into the world. It's backwards,
0: honestly. Like yeah. I love animation oh. too. Pete, don't get me wrong. Animation is great. I love watching animated shows. But that's not the way Hollywood works. That's not the way the entertainment works. Like we've seen it with Marvel and the animated shows – they have an audience. It's not as big as the live action audience. It's the same way. And this frustrates me every time I hear it. But when they're like, great news, we're doing a live action version of Avatar The Last Airbender. That's annoying to me because I love Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't need to see this in live action. But it's a way of furthering the brand. It's a way of growing it. More people will watch it if it is human people versus cartoon people. It's an unfortunate way of the world. But I want to throw out a theory to you guys, and I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. My theory is the first three things that they mentioned, Creature Commandos, Waller, which has Viola Davis as Amanda Waller spinning out of Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, and Peacemaker, where she appeared as well. And then the third project, which is Superman Legacy, which already has a date, July 11th, 2025, which is being written by James Gunn. That's kind of all we know about it, other than it is a younger version of Superman than Henry Cavill. My guess is those three projects were already being done. That's right. the reason we're leading with Creature Commandos, is he was already doing Creature Commandos. We have Waller, yeah. because we already knew he was doing working on some sort of spin-off of Peacemaker. That's clearly it. And he's come out and said that Superman Legacy, uh, there was a earnings call with Warner Brothers Discovery, and David Zaslav said that... Yeah, James Gunn was writing Superman Legacy when we brought him on to lead the DC stuff. So that was already in the works at this point. So that is that's my assumption there. Things. Well, but that's my yeah. assumption there, why those things are there, and maybe why they brought him on, because they're like, oh, you have all of these different projects that you're making. Let's expand that. Just even. take
1: over. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and they like it over. him. He, and he's, he is a confident, like he has big ideas, and he executes on them, like Guardian's Suicide Squad. Those movies had no reason to be as great as they they were and are. Oh, and, stop. Uh, they were great. No, that's what I'm saying. They, but I think they weren't built to be like the lead tentpole movies of these huge companies, and they are. So, like, like this year, Guardians has to succeed. And I think it will for Marvel and uh, Suicide Squad. They made two of those faster than they made a ton of other projects over at D.C. And with Superman, he's maybe going to direct it as well. Right. Like, isn't that like that's not been fully confirmed or anything, but that's a huge swing for him uh, as as again, the first big movie property for the new uh, relaunch.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have to see in terms of the whole director-writer thing, how that works out, as well as his other responsibilities. There's probably a lot more to say about Superman Legacy, but we also have a lot more things to cover, including the next thing on the list is Lanterns, which is a true detective-style mystery series focusing on Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, two green lanterns investigating a weird mystery on Earth. And James Gunn has said the way that Superman Legacy is the official kickoff of their DCU, Lanterns is going to be the one that kicks off the big story. So, lots of questions there. I am a little iffy on the project, to be honest, because the whole thing about Green Lanterns, I think, is they're flying around space and doing space things. So, for them to yeah, be
1: space um, famously,
0: yeah, standing in a desert and drinking coffee and eating donuts and something, not that exciting to me. But
1: it, well, I, I mean, if there, if this is again like the big story kickoff it sort of needs to be good it needs to be great um this is an idea though that feels great when you hear it it's like oh that is cool but in execution i can't even imagine what it is Mm -hmm. like are they going to be just on earth and occasionally making like a little sword with their rings or are they going to be like ending up in space and, and making big uh big light big green light projects with their well, I ring. will throw
0: out there, I think, Justin, you mentioned this on one of our other podcasts, but of the Creative Brain Trust, this feels like a Tom King idea. Yeah. Because doing something, if you folks listening don't know Tom King, his go-to for comics is taking cheery, bright DC Comics characters and getting to the core of them emotionally and putting them through the ringer with dark, very grounded situations. So I think that's potentially what we're going to get here. I think that was a good call you made on an entirely different podcast.
1: Well, that's, we're here to collect the calls. This is a a take pile uh, here on DC stuff. The other thing about this is for those of you who aren't reading comics, like Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart are two sort of by the book heroes. To partner them together is like, uh, like to use the straight cop, crazy cop paradigm is like two straight cops being yeah. like, no, I'm following the rules more than you are, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it's a rules so, off. It's a rules off. So like, and they're, they're, I'm not saying they're the same character, but they're, they're the same energy. And you would think there'd be a little bit of the, you know, to use true detective, the, the Woody McConaughey paradigm here. You need someone mm-hmm. who's like, in and someone who's out or something. So I'm curious how they're going to play this out, or if there'll be another character that gets added. Maybe it'll to be the,
2: like a young John Stewart, and you know what I mean. It will be like a passing of the guard type of situation. Could,
1: it could be like a two, if they de-age uh, John Stewart a little bit, or or age up Hal Jordan. That could change the dynamic in a good way. It's a good call.
2: And is Ryan Reynolds going to do it? Definitely, definitely, 100%. (laughs) Another
0: big swing they have coming up is The Authority, which is the adaptation of a Wildstorm comic that has since been brought into the DC continuity about a superhero team that essentially is like, doing what the title says. They are not waiting for stuff. They're proactive. They get to the point where they're basically doing whatever they want in the world, not necessarily taking it over, but not waiting for the threats to come to them. They're big, they're bold, they're brash. They have two of Pete's favorite characters, Midnighter and Apollo, in there. you excited to see that on screen, Pete.
2: I am. I think uh, there has been a great run of comics with authority that have been – Will really, really well received, so I think that uh, this is a smart move, and if done well, could be uh, a real big hit. So I'm I'm excited. It's
1: this is also a surprising uh, first thing to do here for DC because the authority uh, when it was created is sort of sort of a Justice League analog in the in another universe they are sort of a more extreme justice league that becomes proactive in a little like um minority report uh for the old tom cruise yeah. movie yeah. where they're getting being more aggressive with their crime fighting so it was about like seeing that the big ideas of what happens if a a big superhero team goes too far and the fact that they're now going to be alongside superman and the rest of the justice league potentially feels a little strange and also like a lot of like apollo Midnighter are superman and batman so, like what
2: what uh, happens there I
1: mean not I'm not saying they're the same, but they're just they're similar
2: there's right? some similar qualities.
1: But, I, I hear
0: what you're saying. The Authority was definitely brought up as a comment on other superhero comics. Curious to see how they do it in the movies. Another one that's an interesting project that, to be perfectly honest with you, I am doubtful will ever see the light of day, is Paradise Lost, which is a Game of Thrones-style show set on Themyscira, the home of Wonder Woman. The wow. reason I am a little doubtful about this one is that it's a very big, bold idea that the comics have tried a lot of times— and every single time the comics try it, they're like, yeah, let's just kind of veer off into the Wonder Woman stuff and then, oops, she's off their mascara," and we don't f- focus on that at all. So it just feels like the sort of thing to me that in theory is maybe a great idea I understand why they're going for it. But when they actually try to jot it down and plot it out, I just don't know if it's going to work.
1: Well, especially to do something that's like it's like Game of Thrones. What are you going to do? Like seven seasons of this? That that feels like such a big thing. When we really, like, what are the odds? Are we not going to see a young Wonder Woman here, or or some right. sort of version of Wonder Woman? Like that's what everybody wants, especially since Wonder Woman was a huge hit from for DC for the years past. And if we're not going to see of that Wonder Woman, P. like do you want to see everyone else but Wonder Woman?
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, it would be great to. I mean, because there's so many great comics about the mascara and the you know all, all yeah. the different stuff that's on and all the training and sorry you is there a barge going by you, uh, Justin? <laughs> yeah. Are you all right? So am,
1: no. I'm at sea. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Uh, that, yeah. The other
0: thing that I'll throw out there, and we're about to get to the Batman movie in a second. They've got a Superman movie. They got two Batmans. We briefly talked about the first Batman. They're going to have a second Batman. And Wonder Woman, they're like, if you love Wonder Woman, here's a series that she's not in. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going to uh, love her relatives. Right. Uh, and th-
0: that's weird to me. I mean, maybe yeah. they are stealth developing a Wonder Woman reboot as well, but well, I wish so they so. had come out of the gate with that. That would have gotten me a little more excited if they had that main trinity. But let's talk about the Brave and the Bold, which, again, another bit of a swerve here. This is on Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin Run. It is teaming up Batman with his jerk son, Damian Wayne. Oh, uh, I can't wait. This is a weird move. Great. But I love Damien, one yeah, of my favorite characters. Damien's great. Very excited to see how they do this.
1: Well, and it's exciting, the idea of seeing, like, Batman frustrated by uh, something he has to love, his son. <laughs> like, we've never seen that dynamic. And it feels like finally we can shake up the sort of dowdy, like, doomed Batman portrayals we've seen year after year, which are great. But I think we're exhausted by that a little bit.
0: It is, I just to jump back really quickly, and this is just getting into wild theories, but you got the Brave of the Bold is Batman and his son. Superman Legacy is the name of the movie, and so there's been some speculation maybe this is Superman with his son, John Kent. Super that Sons. Would, that would also be weird. Like, I love the Super Sons, like Pete's calling out, but the idea of they're like, we're rebooting this whole universe, and also Batman and Superman are dads. That's yeah. That's a strange place to start that. And I say that as a dad. It's weird. Well, if they're setting
2: up... Yeah. Super,
1: I'm a dad. Oh Super
2: my. Sons is Our a... Our dad is a dad, but we can't tell you who he is. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, uh, If we're... I mean, Super Sons is a huge hit in the comic books world. I would love to see it, um, you know, in uh, live action. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I agree, Damien and Batman, that kind of relationship would be really amazing to see on the big screen, or if they did a TV show of it or whatever. But man, um, I don't know, that's, that's very exciting stuff. Then we got Booster Gold, which is another TV show. If you don't know Booster Gold, he's a guy for the far future
0: who steals a bunch of technology, travels back to our time and uses it to pretend to be a superpowered superhero. That, to me, that's a no-brainer. Like, that works as a TV show. I get that. I get that concept. doesn't even need to be connected to anything else. So I'm very happy to see this one.
1: It feels like this could be a great comedy. A great action comedy if they do it right. Yeah. which has been hard to pull off in the superhero space I feel
0: like. And then here's a big excitement on that ties back to Tom King that we've named Jack several times in this podcast but Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow based on the book by Tom King, Tom King, excuse me, and Bilquis Evely this who knows how they're going to do it in the movie form but basically Supergirl it's very like Old timey high adventure, her going to various planets on a mission of revenge with young Ward, who is writing all about her adventures. It's a phenomenal book if you haven't checked it out. Beautiful. I, I, another one that I can't wait to see how they do on screen.
1: Yeah, it, it was sort of a, fan, a fantasy almost, like a space fantasy, you could say. Mm-hmm. had some like uh, Xena warrior princess uh, energy to Vibes. it with yeah, the, yeah. the way the characters were. So it could be fun
2: i agree yeah it was a it was a stellar comic if they even get close to how great that was they will uh definitely do well and the last one that's part of this
0: announced dceu slate so far is swamp thing which is going to be a straight horror movie i believe i don't know if he's officially signed but james mangold who directed the new indiana jones movie also directed logan is going to be directing it seems like a good choice
1: it's funny how many swings swamp thing is has gotten right? in the in the multimedia world because it's sort of like who's died first? Who's like swamp thing? Love swamp thing. Comic book fans, of course, loves yeah the Alan Moore swamp Thank thing. You. There's been yeah. a lot of great swamp thing runs. The, I but to grew be up in like
2: the 80s, dude, I love the TV show.
1: I watched that TV show. That show gave it a rewatch. Not great. It's like rewatching old He-Man episodes being yeah, like, this, this like, was a long commercial that I was yeah, well, fooled into. To your into point,
0: think- Justin, it was very funny seeing people's response to the slate. And maybe it's because it was the last thing they mentioned, but I saw so many tweets being like, Oh my God, a swamp thing horror movie. I can't believe it. I've waited my whole life for this. And I was like, there's 87 <laughs> episodes of the TV, two TV shows, multiple. Mo- what are you talking about? One of them was directed and written by Wes Craven. I- Anyway, it's it's fine. It'll be good. I, I just it's another swap thing.
1: Well, I do think maybe the excitement is about the idea of a true horror superhero movie, because right. mm-hmm. we, we don't get a lot of those that are that work. And that I think horror's having such a moment right now in the last few years for movies in general. So to actually pair that together could be something that people are genuinely into.
0: And now let's move over to the Elseworlds stuff. There's only a couple of things that have been officially designated as Elseworlds. There are other DC movies and TV shows. For example, Superman and Lois is one we know that James Gunn has commented could probably go on for another season or two. Presumably, that would fall under Elseworlds, but I don't believe he's given a specific statement about that. But we do know Joker 2, Folly Adieu coming out October 24th, 2024. That is under the Elseworlds designation. The Batman Part Two, which we mentioned, is coming out October 3rd, 2025. They're very excited about the fact that they're going to have a Superman movie and a Batman movie coming out in the same year, which yeah. cool. It Be- is cool. Before that, we have The Penguin, the TV series that spins off, I believe it takes say, a place a week or a month after the Batman Part one, I guess we're calling it now, and it leads directly (laughs) into the Batman part two starring Colin Farrell. Uh, Presumably, we will see a lot of other characters from the world, but that's pretty exciting. And a couple of other wild projects, one that everybody thought was dead but is not, is Constantine 2 starring Keanu Reeves is still a go, apparently. Wild. That
1: seems wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and another one I was very surprised to hear about, particularly because they were talking about, even though they have multiple Batmans, they're like, we're trying to simplify this universe. Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates has been working on a take on Superman, particularly the president Superman, uh, the black president Superman version of the character uh, for J.J. Abrams. That is apparently still in the works somewhere. So we might He's actually- an amazing two- writer.
1: He's
2: done amazing things. Yeah. Fantastic. It's just weird
0: to me to have these multiple, multiple Batman. I could kind of wrap my head around because that is the one DC property that consistently does well at the box office. But Superman has always struggled. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well,
1: it's also interesting because this the that Superman, uh, President Superman is an else like is a multiversal Superman from and one Superman. of the different times.
2: Hasn't always struggled. They made like four or five of them. You know what I mean? Like they was was doing well. They've never really broken out. I believe
0: the most profitable Superman movie, if I remember correctly, I don't think it's Man of Steel. I think it's Batman v Superman, and even that one didn't crack a billion dollars, which is sort of like ridiculously the low water mark for blockbuster. Think about it.
2: Like that changed the game. You no longer start a fight. Until you've asked who somebody's mom is. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that, you know. That Especially in, in our war.
0: case, you ask who your dad is, and then yeah. you realize you're all the same, uh, have the same dad, and you start, and you start yes. a podcast. That's how
1: kid. we met, is we didn't realize we were triplets until we got in a bar fight, and we're like, wait, <laughs> is, your, is your dad, it's, cr- it's wait, a crazy story. What's your story. dad's name? Yeah. I'll tell you Locating. what, it was a
0: real great Muppet Caper situation.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy, but anyway, like the idea, the idea of the Tony Coates movie, like feels like it gestures toward the multiverse, something that Marvel is doing and potentially struggling with. Mm-hmm. Not to call that too soon. So I'm curious how they will frame this movie in relation to the others, because DC has been able to get away with like, no, no, these are just different Batmen. Yeah, no, 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 and no, I'll fine. Don't think about it too much.
0: And the last one that they said is definitively in Elseworlds is Teen Titans Go, which. Great. Keep Teen Titans Go! going forever. It's a silly, goofy, fun show. I'm excited to see more of it. Again, there's a lot of question marks. Harley Quinn, the animated series, I think everybody would love to see that keep going. Um, Also, Peacemaker Season 2, we don't necessarily know about that, even though that's a James Gunn project. Presumably he's going to want to do that at some point, but I guess we'll see. But overall, that's what we have going right now. Surely there is more to come on this podcast What we're going to be doing is a couple of things. I mentioned this earlier, but first we're going to be doing rewatches. We're going to be rewatching, or in some cases, first time watching um, the the DC movies as we lead into the stuff that is either coming out over the course of the next year or in this slate. So for example, our next episode will be a rewatch slash watch of Shazam leading into Shazam Fury of the Gods. And then leading into the flash, we're going to try to watch all the Michael Keaton Batman movies Maybe we'll watch Justice League. I guess we'll see what happens there. That should be interesting. Ooh, Which Snyder version? Come? Which version? Yeah, the <laughs> no, four-hour no, version. i right? yes. no, let's, let's not, not get not, crazy. crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to watch both. I'm going to watch both. Add the gray wow. version. Justice is gray as well. All yeah, three. Wow. Just to get the proper Uh, perspective. Uh, But we'll do all that. The other thing we're going to be doing is some required reading. These are things that are suggested by James Gunn or maybe by our copious experience of reading comic books. But we're going to look back on the books that they are basing this stuff on, like Absolute authority, the Alan Moore swamp thing we mentioned earlier, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, and a couple of other things like that. So, should be a fun time. If you would like to subscribe to this podcast, this episode is the first episode, of course. So, we're just going to be getting the feed started, but presumably, you should be able to subscribe everywhere pretty soon to Sons of Gun, a DC podcast. Also, you can follow us regularly. We do a live show, as mentioned, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to YouTube and Facebook, Comic Book Club Live. Come check that out. We'd love to talk to you about the DC stuff. At Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com. This podcast and many more. And until next time, love you, Dad.
1: Love you, Dad. (laughs) Let's see you you for dinner. Keep working hard. (laughs) Stay off Twitter.